listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Welcome to the Female VC Lab podcast. I have Lavanya here. Lavanya, in one line, give me your name, your title, and the name of your fund. Yeah, thanks so much, Barbara, for having me. Uh, my name is Lavanya. I am an investment associate at InHealth Ventures, which is based out of London. Wonderful. So tell me what inspired you to become an investor or venture capitalist? Yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting uh, journey. I think it's more a question of trying out different things and then really introspecting on what I enjoyed and what I liked. And that's mm-hmm. how I came across VC. So I started my career as a business analyst at McKinsey. Okay. And that was fantastic. You know, picked up all the consulting toolkits. It was, you know, intellectually challenging, great peer group. And then spent a year working for a leading newspaper and as part of its internal transformation and turnaround team. And one of the things we did was to launch two in-house ventures, diversify the core business. Mm-hmm. And that was just so exciting and so different and so humbling from what I had ever done before. Because I think to actually have ownership of something and not just create a strategy for it was very different from what I was used to. And I said it was very grounding and humbling because nothing ever goes your way. And I think that's when I realized that I really wanted to be part of this you know, early stage venture ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And after that, I moved to London from India to go to business school at London Business School. And I think business school was a place to reflect on what my strengths were and what I enjoyed. And I think taking those experiences from, you know, building those ventures and just wanting to be a part of as many entrepreneurial journeys as I possibly could, Mm -hmm. I realized that venture is the best place to do it. I wanted to support in my own small way as many of these stories as I could. So yeah, that's how I found myself in venture capital. That's wonderful. So what is your thesis at InHealth and what's the motivation behind the thesis there? Sure. In Health Ventures, uh, we are a transatlantic healthcare focused VC fund. So we are transatlantic. So we invest in Europe as well as the US. And I think the reason behind that is we feel that every healthcare ecosystem has so much to offer. And there is so much that each of these ecosystems could benefit from learning from each other as well. So being transatlantic helps us help our portfolio companies on either continent learn best practices from the other continent, uh, Mm -hmm. while also internationalizing and become global organizations. We are healthcare focused. And the reason for that is that we are linked to the InHealth Group, which is the largest diagnostics provider in the UK. So the InHealth Group sees about two and a half million patients every year. It has 300 locations across the UK. And we are not a strategic VC. We don't invest off the balance sheet of the group. The group is our LP. The founder is our LP. But I think our 
motivation to make healthcare better and become healthcare investors comes from our link from here and it's our value proposition as well because we use this link to help our portfolio companies access the uk market access the diagnostics market in the uk yeah. and even pilot the products in the larger group whenever relevant wow that's pretty amazing a true vc strategic investor that's that's different i like that yeah so what are you currently learning or listening to or reading these days? Yeah, so I think summer is a really good time to read, reflect and learn and just mm-hmm. go back to the basics. So I think a couple of weeks back, I did applied AI in course, applied AI for healthcare course, which was run by the Harvard School of Public Health, which mm-hmm. was actually really eye-opening. It was run by Dr. Trishan Panj, Dr. Heta Matti and Dr. Gopal Kotecha who were all lecturers at the Harvard School of Public Health. And it was just a great course to go back to the basics and understand how AI can transform healthcare, but in the right way to keep, to make sure that there is a right way of implementing it, not to increase the administrative burden that clinicians face to make sure that there is maximum patient impact and also to ensure that there is regulatory compliance because healthcare is difficult. Um, And one of... It, it is very difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to implement something in another sector. The impact is people's lives. So right. keeping the kind of testing and the kind of data that you need to back up what you're doing is just enormous compared to what any other sector would have. I think exactly. my key takeaway from that course is that AI is just a tool, right? And I think just uh, the key takeaway was that It has the capability to both reduce biases and increase access to care, but also to increase biases and not create more access to care because in the end, it reflects what the data is showing you. Depending on what the data is. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) So if the data increase or decrease, 100% true. Exactly. And I think that was just so eye-opening, right? So I think it's all about digging deeper and trying to understand that are the data sets representative, especially in healthcare where access mm-hmm. to care has been something that has been brought up, especially during these times. Go back to those companies that you're looking at and just try and understand are the data sets they're using representing you know, gender, race, sexuality, or anything that impacts healthcare outcomes? And where are they coming from? Are they geogra- geographically dispersed or not? So I think for me, it was really eye-opening to go back to the basics and learn from academics, from clinicians, from scientists, from regulators on all the implications that a technology like AI can have on healthcare. Yeah, it was great. And I think the one thing that I would recommend is that there was a HBR article written by some of the course coordinators called How AI Vendors Can Navigate the Healthcare Industry, mm-hmm. which is a great starting point to even try and comprehend the complexities that the sector has. So you touched on a few of it. The data could be off in one direction or another. Ethically, you're dealing with people health outcomes. How do you deal with that from an ethical side of life? I don't know if they touched on that in the course, but yeah, that's another part of AI where you have to really be conscientious. Are we handling this information properly? Are we de-identifying things that need to be de-identified? Are we, you know, being thoughtful about how we're presenting the data? There's many aspects to AI and getting that kind of, I don't want to say, but in a positive way, more yeah. positive way, because AI can be equally as destructive as constructive. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you're on point on that, Barbara. Thank you so much. All right. Here it is. The famous bonus question. 
In two years, when we're speaking again, how do you see venture capital or investing having changed or evolved in two years? Oh, wow. In two years, I think things are evolving on a month-by-month basis as I see it. I think in two years, this is a question we hear a lot. I hope that we see investors, it's more representative, both from the entrepreneurs that we are investing in, as well as the people putting in the capital. I think that's something that really does need to change. The second thing is that I think it's no longer silos or bucket, you know, small groups of people that we're investing in. I think innovation can come from anywhere. And I hope that we find really non-traditional means of finding these entrepreneurs who have talent, who come from non-traditional backgrounds and investing Mm -hmm. in. So I think that's something that definitely will change. And I think the first step to that is to create more access to the VC space. Right now that it's almost very difficult when someone asks you how do you become a venture capitalist? Everyone tells you you need to do A, B, C, and D. Yeah, you got to go to these schools. You have to have this yeah. kind of background. You have yeah. To, uh, really? Do you? Which, which, which I really think is not fair because it just... It's absolutely not fair. Yeah, it just creates the vicious cycles that don't allow capital to be accessible to everyone and to find those founders who are there doing incredible the un- things. But the untapped know. founders, that's what I call exactly. them. Untapped or the, yeah. the unknown founders as well. Yeah. I have some words for them. Underrepresented, it's like they're just unknown, they're untapped, exactly. they're no one kind of, they're just there, but they're hidden gem people. Absolutely. And I think on that point, I genuinely think that in two years time, all this opaqueness should go away, hopefully, right? Like it should be easier. What you need to do to become a VC is going to be much more hands-on, much more entrepreneurial rather than Mm -hmm. like gold stars that you collect, which which are hard and it it makes it unaccessible. So I think that's one thing that I hope, yeah, really changes in the next two years. And it's already happening. We have great organizations in the UK that are finding, there's something called Future VC here that we have, which Mm -hmm. finds people from non-traditional backgrounds and sort of seconds them into VC funds and just the perspectives that they bring uh, and the way that they think things. Completely different. Yeah, it, it made me wonder. I think we're all in echo chambers and we need someone yes. to come and like break those apart. Sometimes we're in an echo chamber. I, I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes we, you are in an echo chamber and having the different thinkings and the different kind of backgrounds helps to alleviate, de-risk that a little bit. So somebody can ask you, have you thought of it this way? As opposed to just the the straight numerical or the always ROI centric. And I'm not saying don't return money to your LPs. I'm not saying that, FYI. What I'm yeah. saying is it's beyond that now. I think a lot of people yeah. are starting to recognize it's beyond that. There's a people aspect. There's an environmental aspect now. There's additional aspects yeah. outside ROI that can help even increase your ROI. It's important to look at all the factors and not just the one. Absolutely. And I think you said it right. And I actually think none of these things are mutually exclusive. I think mm-hmm. you know people are demanding ESG data from yep. both VC funds as well as yep. startups. They're demanding what diversity metrics. Um, yep. you know? So I think it's all now ROI is no longer just a quantitative metric. It now has qualitative factors as well. There's so additional elements to it. ROI, there's additional elements to ROI now. 
Exactly. And I think that it's those virtuous cycles versus vicious cycles. And I think we're really seeing the start of virtuous cycles building up. So yeah, I, I genuinely feel that the people will be investing in and the people investing the capital will be very different uh, from what it is today. And it'll be great for the future. Wonderful. So how do people contact you? My email is on the InHealth Ventures website. Feel free to reach out to me if you're a founder, building something in healthcare, or just someone who's passionate about healthcare with an idea that you you want to brainstorm with. As a fund, we're always there to help founders on their really incredible journeys as early as we can. Wonderful. So thank you so much, Lavanya, from In Health Ventures for being on the Female VC Lab podcast. Thanks so much, Barbara, for your very insightful questions. And yeah, and uh, having me on the podcast. You're very welcome. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Trail and Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at https colon slash slash trailin T-R-A-I-L-Y-N dot com to find out more. Find us on Apple, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.